Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show with me, Simon Miller, and this is a wrestling show. It just never ends, does it, when it comes to professional wrestling? Not that I'm moaning about that. As a man that works within the industry, the more news, the better. But I mean, for goodness sake, I can't remember the last time we did a podcast now, but a few days passed, and then Cesaro has left the company. And you're like, what? <laughs> Why? This happens to me every time. It always happens when I'm off doing something else, and then I get a text message, or, you know, I go on Twitter, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, Jack. But yeah, I mean, the Cesaro one is kind of interesting. As always, these things get misconstrued, which I understand. You know, there's so much going on. But he didn't really leave WWE, right? He didn't. Well, it was a difficult one. He wasn't released and he didn't want to go. It was a rare occasion where they just couldn't come to terms on a new agreement. So Cesaro wanted this and Vince McMahon wanted to give him that. Cesaro didn't think that that was fair. I think if we put all the pieces together of the puzzle it certainly sounds like he was expecting Sami Zayn AJ Styles um Kevin Owens money which apparently was very very big again I don't like to speculate because we don't know but as long as they're happy and he didn't get it and I mean this just ties into how WWE has always seen Cesaro they don't think he's a super duper megastar and look I disagree with that I think we've talked about that here we've talked about on ups and downs I think that's absolutely crazy but they're allowed to think that. Like, they're absolutely allowed to think that. And I would much rather, I suppose this is the way that AEW and Tony Khan does it. You have a contract, you get to the end of your contract, you see where you're at, and if you can make a deal, great. And if not, you walk off. I mean, I far more, uh, I far appreciate that than sort of getting released in the middle and having nothing to do, et cetera, et cetera. But it will be intriguing to see where he turns up. I mean, he could easily go back to WWE. You know, he may be happy to take a smaller offer or maybe WWE finally offers him more money. I mean, he could go to New Japan, he could go to Impact, he could be on Dynamite later on. I mean, he really could. There's no 90 days release clause when uh, you uh, you just your deal just ends because there's no deal, right? He's not getting any money from WWE and he's free to do whatever. I don't know why. And again, he should do whatever makes him happy. But the thought of seeing him in Impact Wrestling, I think would be awesome. And I think it's because Impact Wrestling is a really good show. I don't get to see it every single week because there's so much to do. But I always keep up by reading the results. And like I say, I'll make sure I watch the big shows and I catch a couple of Impacts a month. But it is a really, really good show. And they have a great, great roster. But I suppose the one thing you could argue is that they need some more megastars. Like when Kenny Omega was doing the, uh, the crossover stuff, their numbers did go up. And I think Cesaro could be that guy. Never forget, he has been on international television for 10 years. 2011, he signed. And a decade being in that kind of position, especially because for, you know, a huge chunk of that period, WWE, and they're still the big dog, they're always going to be the big dog, but they had zero competition. So that kind of puts an even bigger spotlight on you. I think if he went into Impact, some people would follow him. I'm not saying millions and millions of people, but I, I mean, I already got out of my way to watch it, but may I maybe I would doubly go out of my way to watch it if I knew he was the champion or something like that. And there's also just so many good matches for him there, although you could argue that all over the place. I mean, imagine Cesaro in a G1. Imagine, and this could happen very soon now that Japan restrict uh, Japanese restrictions are calming down. We may get a John Moxley, a Brian Danielson, and a Cesaro <laughs> in a G1. And I know... Well, there are some G1s that the Western audience have flocked to, but I would imagine a lot of people would flock to that. You may get Kenny Omega in it. You may get Chris Jericho in it. You know, these are all people that have said they want to go back to New Japan at some point. So I look forward to that. But the main thing is I want Cesaro to be happy. That's all I care about. Don't mind where he uh, where he ends up as long as he is, is super duper happy. Uh, before we do get into the rest of the show, I just want to shout out everybody that signed up to the Patreon this week. Thank you so much. On the bottom of my tum-tum, it means the world to me. I kind of can't i think I, I hope i don't miss anybody basically because sometimes i think i've done that guy and i haven't however if I, you may get a repeat which is fine so i want to say thanks to steve hammett i want to say thanks to malin went i want to say thanks to greg mitchell i want to say thanks to zach pritchard and i want to said i want to say thanks to joey quimby who is the mayor of springfield but thank you very much for going to patreon.com forward slash simon 316 and supporting the show that's the only reason i get to do this i get no money for this whatsoever i do it because i love it but of course uh, as is the nature of the beast we need to be paid for these things right so this is probably a stupid thing to talk about, but hopefully even people that listen throughout the week will get something if I do turn out to be correct, because of course it will be announced tonight on Dynamite. But the brand new rumor after the Cesaro stuff last week is whether or not 
Tony Khan's big announcement, which is happening tonight on AEW Dynamite, is that he is buying or he has purchased Ring of Honor. Now, that is a massively big deal because all of a sudden it opens up this conversation about the fact that AEW has a lot of talent on its books. Uh, Ring of Honor has also come out this week and sort of started saying they've got a big, uh, they, they are doing their big April show, Supercard of Honor, whatever it's called next month. So that all ties in as well. And I suppose, if nothing else, AEW buying the library for Ring of Honor may start hinting at the fact that, you know, maybe they're going to, um, you know, get, get, go on a streaming service, is what I'm trying to say. You know, it wouldn't just be AEW content, which there isn't a lot of at the moment if you're talking about historic stuff, because obviously it's only two and a half years old or whatever it is. So. If all of a sudden you have a bunch of Ring Honor stuff as well, that may make it more tempting. I mean, look, Dynamite and Rampage, as far as I would guess, are not going to go behind streaming services because it's harder to grow your audience that way. And I don't think they're going to put pay-per-views on there either if they're going to do that because they make so much money from pay-per-views. You know, they're another company like UFC and boxing that have proven pay-per-views aren't dead at all. But you can't just say we've got a streaming service with nothing on it. So I suppose you could put all the old dynamites, you could put all the old pay-per-views, and you can say you can also watch the last, what, 20, 25 years of Ring of Honor, which for a nerd wrestling fan such as myself would be a big deal. And it does tie into the rhetoric that he's used, which is a uh, historic game-changing announcement or, or words to that effect, because I saw a lot of people speculating, oh, maybe it's bringing in a Jeff Hardy. I mean, it's not going to be Jeff Hardy because his 90 days isn't up for another week or so, so you can't announce it. That would be against the law. But I don't think that's a game-changing announcement. Like, you know, Jeff Hardy is a huge star, and AEW getting him is a massive win. But we've seen talent jump here, there, and everywhere. So you can't go, oh, my gosh, you know, this is changing wrestling. And it's kind of the same. The other one has been, oh, it's going to be a super show. So maybe New Japan versus AEW, maybe versus Impact. And I suppose... I mean, there is some, you, you could absolutely argue that it's game changing, but I think we're kind of leaning into the promotion end on that side, which is fine, by the way. He is a promoter. He should promote. Like, whenever he comes out and says, oh my gosh, you're not going to believe what I'm going to tell you, and some people go, oh, I'm going to be disappointed. Okay, yeah, you may be, but his job is to get your pumped, get you pumped. His job is also to deliver, of course, but I never want anybody to downplay their announcements. That's absolutely crazy. I don't get what is wrong with some people, but yeah, I, I mean, we have seen crossover shows before is my point especially in japan they have done a few so i'm going to be massively intrigued if it does turn out to be the purchase of ring of honor because i don't know where it would air i don't know how many shows they would have but given that the state of roh at the moment is they can't even book their champion long term like jonathan gresham is the champion at the moment but let's say he signs with AEW. all speculative here before anyone goes crazy this is before you know AEW. Let, you know change around is much easier. Jonathan Gresham, Ring of Honor champion. He signs with WWE. He can't hold that belt anymore, but given he's kind of working in a free agent capacity, should he, you know, want to go to WWE, Ring of Honor are going to have to just drop that belt. This changes if AEW buys the company because then, well, I mean, it, it still, I mean, if someone goes to WWE, it doesn't change. But the point is, you could probably use AEW guys on the Ring of Honor show. So let's take someone, just a random name who isn't featured anywhere. Brian Cage, right? There's a guy that's always in the news. Maybe all of a sudden, Brian Cage starts appearing more of Ring of Honor. Maybe Brian Cage becomes a Ring of Honor champion because it's an AEW-owned brand. Therefore, if you want to use Brian Cage on Dynamite Rampage, it doesn't make a difference because, again, he is an employee of the company. And that would go for all these kind of people that, you know, the, the sort of general consensus is that need more television time, but it's really hard because we've only got three hours a week. So maybe you can do more with a Jay Lethal, for example. Maybe you can do more... Uh, with a Keith Lee, maybe you can do more with anybody. You know, pick your favorite wrestler, Peter Avalon. Like, you know, and that kind of is fascinating to me because I don't think Ring of Honor is going to run week to week. So maybe if we're just having one big event a month or every couple of months, you know, maybe that's just another place for or even the young and up and coming talent in, in AEW to go and get better. That's the only way you can get better at wrestling is by doing wrestling. Like you can do as much training as you want, but being in that match environment, I remember when I trained and I had my first proper match, it was like hitting the reset button. And everybody says that mostly because all of a sudden you've got a crowd, you know, you're not going through the motions. It's live, you know, there's no safety net, etc. So that would be really good for them too. And if it's not that, I have no flubbing idea what it could be. Again, people have got, oh, it's going to be a UK show. Awesome. Especially for me. I'm right here right now. But... It's not a game changer. Lots of wrestling companies have come to the UK before. And again, I'm desperate for AEW to come over here. They were meant to come over here in 2020, and that stupid pandemic hit. The world's worst thing. So I like that I, I am always a fan. Even if Tony Khan comes out and says, oh, my big announcement is that I bought a goat, right? And a literal goat, and it's the new mascot of AEW. I like the fact that he gets me all pumped. I like the fact that he gets me all jazzed. 
I would always want to, uh, you know, be excited. And, and I guess some people would say, yeah, but Boy Who Cries Wolf eventually going to be like, oh, man, I don't care anymore. I don't, I'm just not like that. That's just not how I approach these things, especially if I know it comes from a good place. Like if it's pure clickbait and I feel like I've been lied to, yes, that's different. But um, given what I know of Tony Khan from a very, very distant point of view, of course, as a fan watching all this stuff, I don't think he does anything like that. I think if he actually goes, oh my gosh, yeah, he means it. And just because I don't feel the same doesn't mean it wasn't coming from a good place with him. So that's how I see it. I'm very excited though. And hopefully something happens and we can do another podcast and we can talk about it, which is really good for me because again, that's the whole point of the show. Uh, We also have AEW Revolution, which we will run down in just one second. Otherwise. I mean, Raw was good. I thought so. Apparently nobody else did, but that's fine. I think that, as ever, this time of year, WWE finds its feet and they, you know, begin to... Well, because they're so focused on WrestleMania. That's the thing. I sort of feel like for the other, you know, eight months of the year, because there's no end game because Vince McMahon changes his mind all the time, even though that's also true with WrestleMania, but less so. You kind of get these wishy-washy stories, whereas now... We know we're going to get Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. We know we're going to get Roman versus Brock. You know, we now know we're going to get Edge versus AJ Styles. So we can actually start building stories knowing where they're going. And that just makes wrestling so much better. But yes, um, did I did I feel the need Edge needed to go heel? No, but I can already hear that conversation in my head. I bet Adam Copeland would have been like, well, look, you know, if AJ Styles is going to be the good guy, we'll have a better match if I can be a bad guy. And Edge as a heel is great. Edge as a good guy is great. Edge is just great. The only thing I didn't get, the only thing that got me really confused was there was people on that there Twitter, follow me at Simon316, good for my ego, going, oh my gosh, heel edge, can't believe it. He turned heel last year. <laughs> he was heel going into his last WrestleMania match, or at least a pseudo kind of a heel. But I liked it, mostly because I'm getting AJ Styles versus Edge. And however we have to get to that point, I'm going to be on board with 100%. I also like the Damian Priest heel turn. I actually thought as soon as he went bad guy, it felt far more... Maybe natural, I don't know. Or maybe he could have more fun with stuff. I just hated the way we did it. A, you should never do heel turns back to back. So we had Damien Priest turn heel. And then 10 minutes later, Edge went, I'm going to do it too. But when Damien Priest got a microphone and went, you fans. Oh, you've all, I'm so, oh, I'm so bored of this. It's always us. We didn't do nothing. We cheered you, Damien Priest. Okay, maybe not as much as you would have wanted. And I get the counterpoint to this. Yeah, but he's a heel. He's not meant to see things clearly. Yes, but when we do it all the time, did it with Becky Lynch, did it with Roman Reigns. Said it over and over again. And again, talk about Roman Reigns. If that is the case, Roman should have turned in like 2017. I just think in a world where we can be as creative as possible, we could have come up with something a little better than that. But look, whatever. Finn Balor match was awesome. Finn Balor as US champion is excellent. We'll do this rematch at WrestleMania. I'm all down for that because, I don't know, it just kind of works for me. I think they have an even better match at WrestleMania. So, yeah, that was uh, that was all good. I don't know where Alexa Bliss was. I should have mentioned that in ups and downs, but I forgot. That's worrisome. You know, we put all this time and then she's just not on the show. And also, apparently, it was in her hometown, which is doubly strange. And uh, everything with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins is just gold. I don't know what they're doing at WrestleMania. I know that Kevin Owens versus Steve Austin is meant to be the idea. But if you do that, what does Seth Rollins do? So I'm starting to think it's going to be a tag team match. I think it's going to be Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens versus, for example, a Steve Austin and a JBL because he's from Texas. A Steve Austin and a Booker T because he's from Texas or what everybody wants. Steve Austin and and uh, Shawn Michaels because obviously he is from Texas or The Undertaker. I don't think we're going to get those latter two. And to be honest, I don't think that JBL or Booker T would be as exciting if Austin is coming back. That sounds horrible, but I think it kind of waters it down a little bit. I I mean, it doesn't really because you still get to see Austin but I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one for me. But again, I'm I'm fine with all of this stuff at WrestleMania. I don't care that Logan Paul is there. I don't care that we're probably going to do Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee, although it'd be Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee with Vince McMahon running around. It's just They've always done that at WrestleMania. So it seems crazy to me to get all up in arms about it when WWE's been doing this for the last 20 years or so. Like It's just like, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. I don't care. Um, but yeah, Raw, I thought, was um, was an easy-to-watch show. I liked all the little beats that we hit. I don't think there was anything major that was going on. I was disappointed by the 24-7 title stuff this week, which I never thought I'd say. I don't want no matches. I want stupidity. And I want nonsense all the damn time. And if we don't get that, I'm going to be upset. There's also a new Raw intro. I swear we only switched to uh, the other one recently, but we, we've switched it again. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but, you know, poof. That's all I got, poof. And we had the whipping as well. The whipping of Bianca Belair's hair on Becky Lynch, which people went, oh, it only sounded that loud because it was mic'd that way. You people crazy. You hear me? 
people absolutely, absolutely crazy. And also, you know, there was all these rumors and talk, and I was, I was part of this, that Randy Orton may have got hurt after a Montez Ford frog splash. But Montez Ford tweeted out that everybody's happy and healthy. So I have no idea. Look, something bad definitely happened at the end of that match, or something that wasn't meant to happen happened at the end of that match, because... Randy Orton, A, it was that weird thing with him putting his foot on the rope, but not really. But also, Randy Orton looked genuinely hurt and not in a good way. Not in, I'm trying to sell this way. In a, uh, and look, maybe that was the point, right? And maybe I've been worked, which is totally fine. Um, all I was told over the last week was, oh, Simon, I can't believe you've been worked by the MJF promo, which was fantastic. But like, I know what could happen. I ain't a moron. <laughs> well, I am, but not in that way. I'm well aware that what we're probably going to do with that is, well, one, it's almost as if CM Punk has created his own villain because it was CM Punk that set MJ off to become a pro wrestler. But also it's just manipulation tactics. You know, he wants us to feel this way. Then he'll turn around and stab us even deeper. But it doesn't mean, you, why can't we just enjoy the story? Go, oh my gosh, MJ is so great. And it was a true story too. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that. I don't even know what I was talking about now. That's completely set me off down the wrong field. But it's like all the Cody Rhodes stuff too. And that's the other interesting thing when we're talking about Ring of Honor. Imagine, this is me going full fantasy nerd, but imagine Ring of Honor is run by Cody Rhodes. And <laughs> we do Cody Rhodes versus AEW. Cody Rhodes returning to get what was his after he was shunned by Tony Khan. I don't think we're going to do this. I really, really don't. Would I love it? You bet your ass. I would be so happy if they worked me to that degree. I would say well done to Cody Rhodes. I would say well done to Brandy Rhodes. I would say well done to Tony Khan, the Young Bucks, Hangman, Punk. All these people, Chris Jericho, anyone that mentions something, even in passing, about that he's definitely there for company. It's flipping brilliant, but I don't think it's going to happen. The question is, when is he going to turn up in WWE? Unless, look, maybe that's the Seth Rollins match, right? Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. But you would think by now there would have been a bit more chatter, given that we're five weeks or so away from Mania. But maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Again, as long as everybody is happy and healthy and has a smile on their face and is doing well, that's all that matters to me. And I know that makes me sound like a fuddy-duddy and an idiot, but these are human beings that we're dealing with, and I sometimes kind of forget that people forget about this. And if you were going to ask, I was, just, I was literally just me thinking then. I was thinking, where would I like Cody to end up? And I kind of think it works both ways. Like, if he goes back to WWE, again, do I want to see Seth versus Cody? Yes. Cody versus Edge? Awesome. You know, Cody versus Kevin Owens. But then if we did the Ring of Honor thing, it'd be so badass. I don't think Cody just returns to AEW without a spin like the Ring of Honor thing. And it was all coming together at an interesting time. But again, I'm just getting carried away with myself. It's not going to be a work. Or at least I very much doubt it. And if it is, I stand by it. Probably the greatest wrestling work ever. I mean, again, come argue with me. But I cannot think of, of, of anything that um, would be up at that level. Like truly, truly, truly <laughs> tremendous. But we will find out. We will know more uh, a lot later. And Samoa Joe did an interview this week. And he said that the reason he gave up the NXT title is he got covid and he could see which direction NXT 2.0 was going in. So we thought he may as well just leave it that way. But do not forget, he is a free agent right now. And I want to see him coming anywhere. I don't care. I haven't seen Samoa Joe wrestle properly for ages now. We had those, you know, those few weeks. But Samoa Joe is the best. And as long as he's healthy and good to go, I want to see it. Uh, Scott Hall was also hospitalized recently. Broke his hip. So best wishes to him. And we'll skirt over this quickly just because it was a crazy piece of news. Um, Cain Velasquez you know, allegedly, suspectedly, whatever the word we need to use. Well, he is in jail right now for shooting someone. And again, apparently, allegedly, it was because somebody, I guess, abused one of his children or someone related to him child-wise, if that makes any sense, got off or got off in a way that Cain Velasquez didn't think was appropriate. So he chased them down and he shot the accused stepdad or dad, I think. And so obviously, you know, he got taken to jail. I mean, I don't even know where you start with that story. I just couldn't believe it from a headline point of view. It's just horrible, horrible all around. Um, but we'll um, we'll keep an eye on it. But yeah, terrible. Right, let's talk about AEW Revolution instead. And I close that tab down because I'm an idiot. <laughs> let's get it open again. So make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling to get my in-depth thoughts, or at least my more professionally presented thoughts because this is going to be the ramblings of a madman so right jade cargill versus ty conte tbs championship you don't have jade cargill lose here she's what 28 and 0 it could even be 29 30 or over the time you've heard this i like ty conte a lot she's absolutely one of the most improved wrestlers over the last 12 months or so but it just doesn't feel like the time 
And I think we should really build up Jade Cargill's record to sort of like in the 50s and then pick someone to beat it because then not only are you going to help Jade Cargill because she's gone 50 matches unbeaten, but also whoever gets that win is going to get a rub massively. So I would do that. Do not forget as well, I'm pretty sure, I think she said this on Talk is Jericho, Jade Cargill has had 28 matches full stop. And for anyone sub 30 matches to be where she is, awesome. I cannot stand these people that go, oh, she's only in that position because she looks good. I don't agree with that. But looking wrestling is massively important. Why did Brock Lesnar get pushed out of the gate, right? That's the whole point. She's allowed to look good and she's allowed to be good in the ring. And if she's not good in the ring, in your opinion, she's allowed to get better. Oh, she shouldn't be on TV. Oh, you turn it down, would you? <laughs> you turn it down. Tony Khan, ding dong. Hello, Egg on Twitter. Do you want to? Be no, I'm not good enough. Shut up. You, <laughs> you would say yes. You would. You'd hug Tony Khan and you cry. Please, please, I'm Tony Khan. But no, we have to get all over Jade Cargill. I don't know why I'm getting mad about this. This is like eight people on the internet. Everybody else just thinks she's great. And she's a star. She ratings go up when she's on TV. So I'm sure Ty Conte will get involved. Probably the bunny, uh, not Ty Conte, Anna Jay, the bunny, etc. We can do all that. It's fine. As long as we don't do it too much on one show, I don't mind shenanigans. Uh, we also have Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy taking on Darby, Alan Sting, and Sammy Guevara, which is nuts. And I would assume the main point of this match is that Andrade and Matt Hardy can fall out properly. And Jade can take over the family office properly. And then Matt Hardy can team up with Jeff, who should be in AEW within the next 14 days. Then we can move back to the Hardy Boys, probably do the Hardy Boys versus Private Party, probably do the Hardy Boys versus Andrade and somebody else, which will be awesome. So Darby Allen, Sting, and Sammy Guevara can win here. You know, that, the, the, I think this is going to be a really fun match, especially because it's a Tornado Tag Team match. Now, I get a little bit confused about Tornado Tag Team matches because w WWE has changed it, uh, it so many times. But essentially, if we go with what is traditional, every single wrestler will be allowed in the ring at the same time. And that should absolutely rock. So I enjoy that. But yeah, Darby, Sting, and Sammy should win this one. Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus To Be Determined. And I'm going out on a limb here and saying To Be Determined will be the Young Bucks. I would have Red Dragon win. Now, I do not want Jurassic Express to lose. But if we're having some fun here, we are going to move into the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon feud. And I presume that Adam Cole will team with Red Dragon. And a returning Kenny Omega or potentially Hangman Adam Page will reunite with the Young Bucks. And we can start doing those trios matches. It's much more fun if that's for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. Now, the Jurassic Express have been awesome as tag champions. They have made Rampage their own show. But I think given there's been all these teasers for Christian Cage to maybe turn on them... I would do it on this show. It gives Christian Cage something to do. He hasn't had a match in a while. Him working with Jungle Boy especially will be awesome. But if he has to go through Luchasaurus first, also really, really, really good. However, if you want a little bit of an asterisk, if you want to turn Luchasaurus as well, bum, bum, bum. Well, you shouldn't do that because I ain't never going to boo him. But you could. And I think that's what's going to happen here, allowing Red Dragon to get the win. Uh, the Young Bucks will feel like they've been duped once more. And then depending on what happens in the main event, Adam Cole reunites with his boys, breaks up with the Young Bucks, and again, Omega Hangman Page comes back. That's why I think you should change the titles. Because if you don't, we're doing less than what we've just done. So I'm going to get out of the limb and I'm going to say it. We then get into stupid territory. So we have Brian Danielson versus Moxley, Jericho versus Kingston, and CM Punk versus MJF. <laughs> and more, obviously. But these are matches I never thought I would see in WWE, <laughs> let alone anywhere else. Danielson versus Moxley is so hard to call because... I don't believe Moxie has lost since he came back. I mean, that would be nuts, so we can't have done. But because Danielson lost kind of recently to Hangman, like it's in the back of my brain. I haven't forgotten about it. I kind of start to question, well, who should win and who should lose here? I do hope they form a team after the fact, because I think that's a really great story to tell. And in that case, probably Danielson needs to win. Because it was his idea for them to get together. So he fights John Moxley and he can't beat him. Mox is probably going to be like, well, why? You know, you're a rubbish leader. You suck. You lost. But then do you want to beat John Moxley? I don't know. And that's why I think this match is so fascinating. I think it's still the show. I think it's going to be one of the better matches on the card. I'm going to go with Brian Danielson just for the reasonings I've just given. But I'm not confident at all. If somebody barged in right now and put a gun to my head, I'd be like, please don't make me make this. Don't put my life on this decision. Because I'd probably get it wrong, but I would, you know, put it on Brian Danielson. So when you're watching the pay-per-view, if John Moxley wins, remember that I'd be dead right now. And I'd have to come back as Derek Manpower. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston is going to rock as well. I don't think this should be a one and done. Like, AEW's not really a company that rematches a lot. I would rematch this. And I think you could do it one of two ways. You could have Chris Jericho win by going full-on heel. Like, you know, proper, proper heel to establish, I'm, you know, I've switched back. And he can beat Eddie Kingston that way. 
Or you can have Eddie Kingston win. And then when Eddie goes to get his respect from Jericho, that's when Jericho can turn heel, doesn't shake his hand, kicks him in the balls as if he's AJ Styles and go from there. And then that sets up a second one down the line. And of course, if Chris Jericho turns heel and cheats or does something like that, it also justifies doing that match with Eddie Kingston. And you can also do the trios matches as well, because Eddie Kingston will be accompanied by Santana and Ortiz. Jake Hagar is Chris, J- is Chris Jericho's boy. I don't think they go back to Sammy Guevara at this stage, but there must be somebody I'm not thinking about that could make um, you know that, that, that a three-man team there as well, like a mini version of the Inner Circle. On this note too, we really need trios titles. Listen to what I've just said. So I know they may break up, but the Hardy, Adrade Hardy family office can be trios. Darby, Sting, and Sammy could be trios. Uh, Red Dragon can be trios with the, you know, Adam Cole. Jo- Jurassic Express could be if Christian Cage doesn't turn. The Young Bucks have got people to do it with. Uh, you've got Team Taz. <laughs> you've, got, you've got the best friends. We need trios titles. I think it would be awesome. I am going to say that Chris Jericho wins this one by turning heel and screwing Eddie Kingston. Although I actually think I prefer the Eddie Kingston winning than Chris Jericho screwing after the fact. But I've gone with it now. I'm going with Jericho. Um, CM Punk MJF. I was going to do the ladder match, but I'm going to do CM Punk versus MJF. I have no idea what they're going to do in this. Again, logic would tell you that CM Punk should win because he lost the first one. He's the biggest star in AEW. You don't want him to lose all the time. But if CM Punk wins, do you know what? We're going to come back to this because it ties into the main event. That's right. I've teased you. <laughs> I've absolutely teased you. We're going to do the phase of the revolution ladder match. Now, we don't have two people in this. I don't think, or maybe it's just one person. But at the moment, it's Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Orange Cassidy versus a TBD, which could be Cesaro. Could be, could turn up on Dynamite. But either way, I would have Wardlow win this, which actually also ties into the CM Punk MJF thing, which makes this all more confusing. But if Wardlow has a future TNT Championship match in, no matter what MJF does, as we'll talk about in one second, it can play back to Wardlow. And the greatest thing about any ladder match is that nobody loses. Like most people will go, Keith Lee should win. Absolutely, totally. You know, I'm, I'm all for that. But even if he doesn't climb the ladder and grab a giant ring, he hasn't lost. He just didn't win. He hasn't been pinned. He hasn't been submitted. And that's why you can get away with it. And also, given that we did that tease on Rampage or Dynamite, whatever it was, between Ricky Starks and Keith Lee, maybe we can spin those two off into a feud, maybe for the FDW title. Or something like that. Keith Lee can win and we can go on from there. But I'm going to back Wardlow and we'll double back down to this in a second. No, you're not. This is so difficult because I think they all tie in. We'll double back around to it in a second. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa is going to win. AEW world title on the line. It just feels like it's time. Like You go to the TBS championship where it doesn't feel like it's time for Jade Cargill to lose. I think Thunder Rosa has enough support here and enough momentum that she can defeat Britt Baker and everything is going to is going to be okay. Especially because it's probably time for Britt Baker's minions to implode. So Jamie Hayter can do something to screw over Britt Baker. Rebel can get wrecked as always. Mercedes Martinez can be out there trying to balance the books. Thunder Rosa hits something, one, two, three. Everybody's going to be happy. Like they really, really are. Britt Baker has had a tremendous run. Britt Baker is going to be a start regardless now. There's no getting away from that. So yeah, I would just give it to Thunder Rosa. I think it's different. I think it's interesting. I don't believe we're doing any other title changes on the show that we've talked about already. It could be wrong. Oh yeah, the tag team titles potentially, but you can do two. I think sometimes it just makes sense and this is one that makes sense. Although don't forget, because Thunder Rosa did win the street fight, if you did want to one-to-one them here and do a big rubber match in a cage or something, you could do that too and I'd be cool with it. But I think Thunder Rosa will win and it will be the end of, uh, yeah, Britt Baker's crew. Right, CM Punk versus MGF. Let me tie this all back around. If Wardlow wins the Revolution Ladder match and MJF wins here, no, 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 loses, sorry, he can then start berating him, you need to give me your TNT title match, blah, blah. Or maybe even Wardlow can win the TNT title and be like, rah, they can get into it there, right? That's a good way to do it. However, if MJF also wins and Hangman Adam Page loses, no, that's the way around. I'm getting so damn confused about all my ideas. The point is, even if MJF wins again after the world title, he said he wants both titles, so he can still prod Wardlow with the bet. That's why I think you should do that. And I also have this sneaking suspicion that Scorpio Sky may actually beat Sammy Guevara for the TNT title. So then even though... Because like doing Wardlow versus Sammy when people want to cheer Wardlow may not be the best way to do it. But if you have a full-on heel with Scorpio Sky and Wardlow beats him, that may in fact help Wardlow. Again, that also probably means Scorpio Sky has a short reign. Not 100% into that, but I'm speculating here. But it's the same with CM Punk. If CM Punk wins, he should probably go after the World Championship. At least that's what we've hinted at. I don't think we're going to do Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk unless Punk turns heel. And I can't see Punk turning heel after doing this program with MJF unless they use MJF's program from last week to do that. So maybe in the main event, Adam Cole wins and then you do CM Punk versus Adam Cole because then you've got the babyface heel dynamic. I don't know. Which brings up another question. Do we want a Hangman Adam Page to lose his championship yet? People keep saying 
Hangman and a page and bad title run. What are you, what are you watching? <laughs> he had a banger, bangers, with Brian Danielson. Same with Kenny Omega. Same with Lance Archer. It'll be the same here. He's excellent. He's great. And people genuinely like him. What do you want him to do? How much blood does he have to give you? So just to wrap all this up, right, Wardlow wins the ladder match. I'm going to go with Punk in the dog collar match because I just think because he lost the last one, he'll win this one. Kind of tempted to go for Adam Cole in the in the world title match. The only reason I'm not going to do it is because I've switched the world championship for the women and the titles for the men, the tag titles. But there's something happening here. I don't think Adam Cole loses this match as clean as a whistle because he lost that Orange Cassidy match. Now, I know it doesn't count the records, but we still saw it with our eyes, right? It's still, it's still a tick box. This is the best thing about this card. I'm just glancing it over now. And there's a good three or four matches where I really do not know what... I don't know which way it's going to go. So I'm very, very excited about it. Again, I'm going Adam Cole. Because he's just more fun. <laughs> what did I say a minute ago? I may have just contradicted myself. I'm going Punk and I'm going Adam Cole. And I'm going Wardlow. And I'm going Thunder Rosa. And I'm going... I'm probably going to... I think I've got this wrong. I'm going Jericho. I'm going Danielson. I'm going Red Dragon. And I'm going Sting... Darby, Sammy, and I'm going Chad Gargill. Again, get in touch with me. Twitter, Instagram, Simon316. If you have your own opinions or if I've got something massively wrong, probably have. I do this a lot. I'm not good. I just talk excitedly. <laughs> People go, oh man, he's well into wrestling, which is true. I do. I do love. Oh wait, this literally just got announced for Dynamite as I was talking. Uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. So there you go. That ties into everything as well. I do not believe anything else has gone on. The Cain Velasquez and the Ring of Honor stories were the biggest. Uh, also on Dynamite, man, this is all coming up on my notifications now. Again, we've got the Casino Tag Royale. We've got Hangman Page, John Silva, and Alex Reynolds versus Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Ties into that and this huge announcement. Man, I'm intrigued about this huge announcement. And again, a lot of people probably hear this Thursday, Friday, but hopefully there's still some worth in it because if I've got it completely wrong, you can laugh at me and call me an idiot. Let's answer some questions. And we start off with Walvaro, who says, considering Jeff Hardy's non-compete clause ends after Revolution, that kind of eliminates the Hardys. So who do you think is the third team for Revolution? Oh, the Young Bucks. Absolutely the Young Bucks. I say that. Are they in that match? I thought they were in both matches. But now I've gone, way. Is that even true? That may be a lie. <laughs> I don't know who's in that match. Well, I've done it now, and no one can stop me. I'm running wild. What a moron. Somebody kicked me out. Uh, Jake says, what's more exciting to you right now, WrestleMania or Revolution? Well, Revolution, but only because it's this week. I get excited about all pay-per-views. I don't do the whole, and you're allowed to ask Jake, of course, but I hate the whole, was this as good as this? I just like enjoying everything. I'll be dead one day. I don't want to do that. Francis Rayo says, do you think we will see Repo Man or Adam Bomb in this year's Hall of Fame class? My man, Francis, the answer is absolutely not. Uh, Merck says, hey, Simon, I just want to say I love your heel character. Your promos are very entertaining. Dude, you have made my day. Again, UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling. If you want to check out Moneymaker Miller, there is footage out there. I'm having a ball with it, and thank you very much to them. The next show is March the 12th, I believe. I'm not going to be there. Wink, wink, am I? You're never going to know, and no, I'm not going to be there. Uh, if you had to bring back a pay-per-view from the past, which one would you pick? Thank you, and thank you for your content. Have a great day. A pay-per-view from the past. Halloween Havoc, I think. I like that name. Have WWE used that recently? I get confused because they rehash all, all those. I think they did use it, didn't they? Um, Which one would I pick instead? Oh, no, Cyber Sunday. I said that last week. I'm saying it again. Cyber Sunday. Uh, Ryan says, your opinion on Cesaro to AEW? I listened to Jim Cornette's podcast the other day, and he had a fantastic idea how to make the most of him if he were to join AEW. He should just wait in six months to recreate his presentation and come back as someone completely new. I mean, you could do that. I think given that lots of people are talking about him right now, strike when the iron is hot. I think sometimes you can go away and people actually care less. But look, again, either is fine. I'm not going to be angry either way. Martin says, Edge is 48 and AJ Styles is 44. I'm really looking forward to their WrestleMania match. But which has had the more face-heel turns? Seem like they both switch from good guy to bad guy and back again all the time. Or is Big Show still way out in front? Big Show is still way out in front. Um, I, don't, I mean, AJ Styles has... I mean, the problem with AJ Styles' turns is they're never really justified. One day he's a good guy and one day he's a bad guy. Um, but yeah, big show way out in front. They need, they need to bring, they need to bring that back. Clancy, early 2020, I was at Dynamite in Salt Lake and they were doing the Sean Spears looking for a tag partner angle and they showed part of your clip in the montage. I remember that I popped big. How big of a possibility do you think that you would have been? Sorry, how, yeah, that you would have been if not for the pandemic. Well, we all like to dream, you know, who the hell knows? I have, there's nothing I can say or do either way. 
But like I've said it before, if AEW ever wanted to do anything, I would do a backflip. And some people go, oh, it's a conflict of interest. I ain't a journalist. I'm <laughs> just some idiot that reviews shows on YouTube. That's it. Who Again, who would turn that offergy down? It would be awesome. Um, Retner says, besides Roman and Becky being the heads of the respective divisions, who do you think could step up to the place to take their place? Uh, plate, I think that's meant to be. Um, well, there's lots of people. I mean, Drew McIntyre could do it. Uh, Big E could do it. I don't think they were giving him gave him the right shot at all. Bobby Lashley, he's kind of there, I guess you could argue. I mean, Brock Lesnar is in that position. Um, who? I mean, there'd be loads of people I'm not thinking about now. Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan. I think all these people booked in the right way would make a splash. You've got to be booked in the right way. Uh, Winter says, who benefited more from the backstage influence of the click, Kevin Nash or Sean Waltman? Well, I suppose Kevin Nash, really, because Sean Walton was never a world champion. Uh, Corey, uh, should MJF and CM Punk main event revolution? No, I think you always want a main event with your world title as and when you can. Just keeps it important. Ian says, with the unification match set for Mania, how long do you think the unification will last until they decide to separate the titles? Well, according to the latest rumors, it's, it's going to last a day. So let's say Roman Reigns win both championships. There's going to be a new one on Raw. I know that's not what the word unification means, but it is WWE, and I don't think we should be surprised. So, yeah, don't <laughs> don't expect anything too revolutionary, ironically. I think it's just, just an angle. But again, I'm over it. They can do whatever they want. I personally don't like the brand split, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm not going to get I'm not going to get mad. Um, yo, so and pro says, what are your thoughts on control your narrative? It is great to have options for people to work, or is it a stable with some outcasts who have been promoting problematic views or both? I'm not gonna lie, I don't know an awful lot about it, other than that obviously EC3's involved and Braun Strowman, Adam Schur, I think Killer Cross is in there as well. And Austin, the only Austin Aries worries me, I'm not gonna lie. The, that guy has spewed views that I cannot agree with on any level. He's allowed to say them, but I'm also allowed to say they're absolute nonsense. But until I actually see a show, I, I can't make a comment on it. Like, it's so easy to make up rumors and speculations. So I'm going to wait and see, as always. I know, boring answer, but I'm going to wait and see. Um, Zach says, if you could cast any wrestlers or past or present as Batman characters in a movie, who would they be and why? Have fun with this one. Thanks for all you do. I appreciate it. Well, Zach, I was going to be miserable with it. <laughs> as you have asked. I mean, it's so difficult. Bat I mean, who would be the best Batman? I mean, you've got to think about chins. Who's got a really flipping good chin in wrestling? I mean, Randy Orton probably has a good chin, I think. So maybe Randy Orton. And then as the Joker, you cast Seth Rollins, obviously. And um, who would be a good Robin? Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> and I'll do one more. Alfred could be played by... Who would be a good Alfred? Someone that's wise. Edge! There you go. That's my that's my Batman movie. Coming to cinemas near you soon. The Batman's out this week. I've seen it. It's flipping brilliant. Jason said, if you had the chance to attend one pay-per-view event in history of pro wrestling, which would it be? Probably WrestleMania 17. I know, boring answer, but it's such a good pay-per-view. It never gets old. The crowd's absolutely electric. And I know someone that did go to WrestleMania 17, and their face still lights up when they talk about it. And I think that's all the evidence we need. Z says, DDT or Bulldog? Mm, DDT. Um, MFBMJ says, Hey Simon, hope you're well and smashing it. With all the pl plot twists heading into the dog collar match, how do you want the match to go and end? Definitely the son of that gun, MJF, has some tricks left. He has already driven, uh, div drove, dove into Punk's mind. I don't know what the finish is. What's the rules of a dog collar match? I can't remember. Can I get my thing back up? Where's my potato? Uh, where's it gone? There it is. This should have a link to it. What do you think? I can't remember the rules of a dog collar match. According to Wikipedia, a dog collar match is a type of strap match where instead of a leather strap at the wrist, it's round the neck. Yep, I know that. So it's pins, isn't it? Maybe Punk just beats the absolute holy hell out of MGF. Maybe Wardlow does something. I really don't know. After what they've done so far, I don't think I could predict it. Uh, Claire says, if the opportunity arose, would you come and fight in Ireland? I don't know if you keep up with the scene here, but it's bursting with talent. I'd love to see you take on LJ Cleary or Fabio or Sammy D. The D stands for dickhead. My rule with any bookings is if somebody wants me and I'm free, I'll be and I can get there, I'll be there. I appreciate a booking from anyone. I had luckily to, I was lucky enough to do some bookings in Scotland. I'd love to do Wales. I'd love to do Ireland. I'd love to do all over the country. I truly, truly would. 
And Pile Driver Podcast says, who would you want as ref for your dream match with Mr. Bret Hart? Well, Mr. Perfect, obviously. Doodrop says, sorry, Doodoodrop says, do you feel there is any way T-Bar, Donovan Dijakovic's character can be salvaged? Oh, man, always. You can be repackaged and pushed super hard within a month everybody has forgotten. That's just the way that wrestling works. The problem is I don't think WWE sees that, which is a shame because Dijakovic is awesome. I said on Ups and Downs the other day about I was happy, wrong word, but I like the fact that WWE is doubling down with Omos because that's the way to build a new star. But with that said, all of a sudden that got uh, taken out of context. And I was like, I can't believe you, you want uh, Dijakovic to be jobbed out. I don't want Dijakovic to be jobbed down. I hope I want everybody to be pushed. I want everyone to be given their opportunity because I think that's much more fun. But unfortunately, I don't control the promotion anymore. Uh, Grant says, with the double whammy of heel turns on Raw, I was thinking, when are we going to see a heel Simon? It exists, my friend. Simon the Moneymaker Miller, UPW. Check it out. And Kapow Wrestling, too. I should have mentioned that as well. Check out Kapow Wrestling. I'm a heel there, too. I'm a heel all over the place. Crapping all over people. Tabby Cat says, uh, oh, just love for Bret Hart, which is always fine. Um, neurotic Guru. Interesting. Which wrestler do you always point to as having the most wasted potential, whether injury, usage, or other? Cough Jeff Hardy. Bro, no. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. Look, Jeff Hardy's demons absolutely held him back to a certain point of view. However, he's got over those demons, which is the biggest success in life. So he wins. But also, he's a multiple-time world champion, and he's made millions of dollars. That is not wasted potential. I mean, wasted potential would probably be somebody like... I mean, the Marty Jannetty is jumping out for me. I mean, he still had a really, really good career, but not what he could have done. I mean, his personal issues really did take him away, you know, from making money and being a bigger success than he already was. And it's probably a much better example of that. But no, no, not Jeff Hardy. Not at all. Uh, NEO says, if Batman was a wrestler, would he be a better heel or face? Come on, man. Batman is the quintessential tweener. He's always in the middle. Um, X Blue, probably got that wrong. Apologize. What's your official signature move and finishing moves? Well, it depends. Uh, so I use a spear a lot. Obviously, love that. I have a snap power slam that I use. That's more of a signature. Uh, I use the uh, gut wrench power bomb in other places. And look, I do it on purpose. A lot of promotions, the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Drewster or Drew's fur. Hello, Simon. How is it possible WWE doesn't have anything for Oscar? I really don't understand what's been going on. Well, apparently some people came out and said that's not necessarily the case. And you know, maybe they do have something for her. I don't know. But the point is this. Should Oscar be back on TV? 100%. 100 million percent Oscar should be back on TV. As far as I'm concerned, at one point, she was the best... Well, I don't know. No, no, just don't know. <laughs> Go nuts. She was one of the best wrestlers in the world. I was going to say the best women's wrestler in the world, but I was like, no, that's disparaging. She was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Her character was nuts. I like nuts characters. And she could have a match with anybody. And the women's division needs reinforcements right now. So I don't get it. But hopefully, she, maybe they'll wait until after WrestleMania, right? There's no point bringing her back now if she doesn't have a WrestleMania match. Same with Cody. Maybe that's why they're waiting. You do not do anything until after Mania because you will get lost in the shuffle, no matter who you are. Stoke Cold Steve Austin be fine. Travis says, in regards to getting ready for matches, how much is determined by you and opponent? How much is determined by the booker? Well, it depends on the company. Now, sometimes you can go and a booker will just go, you over him, you know, figure the rest out. I want to make sure you tell this story. Sometimes they're far more involved. They'll be like, well, I want this and I want that. And I mean, most of the moves and the sequences are going to come together by you and your opponent, of course. But I mean, this is the coolest thing about wrestling is that there's no one way and you can turn up and there can be a thousand different things that can happen, which is why I enjoy it so much. And I think that comes across on television too, when people are having fun and they're, and they're being creative. Sean says, if I could have a match with anyone, I'd choose Rey Mysterio. Respect the guy so much and I think we could have a great match. Good for you, Sean. WrestleMania main event is coming. Um, Brecky says, what's your favorite comedy gimmick match ever? And why is it the PGW? I think you mean PWG. Thumb in bum conga line. That was good. I can't remember my favorite gimmick match. I mean, my favorite comedy character is probably Santina Morella because that guy smashed it. Or Colt Cabana. But he, Colt Cabana, but he kind of goes... You know, I, I can't think of a specific match, though. But those two guys are great. Jason says, are you for or against the idea of Stone Cold coming back for one match? I'm always for that stuff. Well, what difference does it make to me? <laughs> but it's true, right? Let's say he comes back and he stinks the joint out. Worst wrestling match you ever saw. Falls over, rips his pants, tries to drink a beer, and he puts water in his eye. It doesn't affect his legacy for me. I know some people say, oh, it affects his I don't care. His legacy is his legacy. It's already, it's already cemented. So for the build and for the, 
the pop of his entrance and and all these kind of things i i i am all for it like i'm genuinely all for it let's just do it let's have some fun and good for him he's gonna make a bunch of cash and he'll get that adrenaline rush and it will be awesome and I, honestly it, it, that kind of stuff never bothers me but i get it with the undertaker people metallica all the ruin the legacy no there's no such thing isn't it amazing they're in a position to ruin it to begin with so that's how i see it uh, hybrid squirrels great name says love the podcast thank you man you're always such a positive person and never join in with the negative ranting thank you very much what is the secret to simon miller level happiness i must know p.s keep doing what you're doing i may be a late arrival but you've got me hooked and you put send hooked and you capitalized h-o-o-k i enjoy that mostly what's the secret to my level of happiness well i'm not always happy i think is probably the the biggest secret i don't want to get too off track here but to me you, ha- you know, accepting that you're not always going to be happy and accepting that negativity is a part of life kind of, you know, makes it when you are feeling a bit down a bit easier because you've accepted it. And sometimes acceptance is the hardest thing. But, you know, when it comes to resting in terms of my positivity and happiness, I watch it to be entertained. So I will always try and spin it to make the most of it. Because otherwise, and look, if people want to do this on the internet, more power to them. If they're making money or they're happy, hell yeah. But I don't get these people that seem to be having an excruciating time, but they continue on regardless. You wouldn't do that with anything else. If there was somebody that you let in your house, they punched you in the face all day. You wouldn't say, get out of my house. You wouldn't leave them in there. But some people seem to do that. And look, more power to them. They're allowed. It is an absolutely free world. Well, in some parts, don't get to that. But that, and, that's, and that's what it is. So if I watch a skit that's crap, I'm like, who cares? It's a crap wrestling skit. I'll still talk about it and I'll still be honest but I'm not going to let it ruin my life. And I suppose in that sense, it comes out a bit more positive than it would have done otherwise. Uh, Alex says, Simon, if Owens goes on to fight Austin and Cody goes on to fight Theory or Balor, what's left for Rollins? Uh, We already know we're getting Edge Styles, maybe Rollins Lashley. Well, Lashley is out. He's got a shoulder injury. Balor is going to take on Damian Priest. Austin Theory will be in Vince McMahon's corner or fighting for Vince against Pat McAfee. So yeah, I mean, if we don't do the tag team match and we don't do Cody versus... Seth Rollins. I have no idea what Seth Rollins is going to do, which is a travesty. Seth Rollins, right now, one of the best wrestlers there is, bar none. Timothy Bristol, what's the worst bump you have taken in a match? Well, absolutely, when somebody hit me with a lariat and shattered my shoulder into so many pieces, I was out for eight months. (laughs) It was bad. It was a really, really bad time. Carl Warner says, if you could ever have a top AEW star switch gimmicks with a top WWE star, who would they be and why? I feel like there's a lot of fun to be had here. So an AEW star switched gimmicks with a top WWE star. Well, I'd always switch Kenny and Roman. Well, that's kind of similar. Let's switch Roman with Hangman. <laughs> so Roman Reigns got to be a cowboy. And Hangman and Page got to be head of the table. That's what I want to see. I would enjoy it. Prideful Latino says, since Damian Priest has officially turned heel, who do you think his storyline opponent will be after he loses to Finn Balor at Mania? Right, interesting. So who do we come out the other side? Maybe a Kevin Owens, who I think will be crazy over by that point if you fight Steve Austin. I'm going to go with it. I'm going to say post-WrestleMania, Kevin Owens versus uh, versus Damian Priest. Uh, Till says, Simon, do you ever see yourself leaving weightlifting behind? And if so, what would you look forward to from a normal life? For me, I would like not to count any macros again. No, never. Absolutely not. I love all that stuff. I enjoy it. And it gives me purpose every single day. It's one of my favorite things ever. Roberto says, considering your popularity, well, that's very kind. I don't see it like that, but dude, thank you. Have you ever thought to reach out to those within AEW for a dark or dark elevation match to get your name even more out there? I mean, no, I haven't done that. If I head over to the UK, would I think about it? Probably. Probably. Of course I would. What am I talking about? But um, I suppose given all the pandemic stuff, not at the moment. But look, again, I'm a dreamer, as they say. I want to do, I want to do all of this stuff um husky wrestling says oh no that's not right uh, it's just a comment where am i going where am i going where am i going adonis says who would you like to, uh, who would you most like to eviscerate you in a promo uh, probably kevin owens or seth rollins at the moment connor best and worst looking finishes uh end of days is one of the best and one of the worst is the reckoning and that's not damien priest's fault sister abigail uh, actually, Cody Rhodes does it quite well, to be fair. But that move to me doesn't always hit 100% of the time. And I think that's um, that's what we're talking about. Uh, Jungle says, thoughts on Edge's heel turn? Edge can do whatever he wants and I will be pleased. Young Goomba says, what is your favorite guilty pleasure match? An awful match that for whatever reason you can't get enough of. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of one like that. We'll have to come back to it. Otherwise, it's me just going, burr. Uh, <laughs> Regan says, if you could pick anyone past or present to be your manager, who would it be and why? Probably Bobby the Brain Heenan. He's pretty damn good. Rory says, if you were starting your own wrestling company, which five current wrestlers and two tag teams would you sign up first? 
feel like we've done this before. This may be the last time we answer it. I would take Kenny Omega. I would take Brock Lesnar. I would take Kevin Owens. I would take Cody Rhodes. And I would take Big E. And for my tag teams, I would take probably FTR and the Young Bucks. But I want to stick the New Day in there as well. So maybe I'll do that as well. Jesse says, do you think Wardlow has a star potential to be the top babyface in AEW? Yes. Uh, Adam Kayla says, who do you prefer, Lee McIntyre? <laughs> Uh, dear or Martin Best they are the new owners of Progress Wrestling if you're interesting they are both wonderful human beings I could not choose between them I appreciate the opportunity they have given me and I look forward to working with them right down the line and thank you for everyone that has said kind words about Progress to me it means a lot Tobin says what's your favourite cartoon oh I'm going to forget one I mean South Park Thundercats uh, He-Man Ghostbusters no not Ghostbusters not true at all there's too many I'll miss it I'll miss one I'll miss one and then I'll be sad but, you know, Danger Mouse. <laughs> Ryan said, if Dan Housen got the sword of power and said, by the power of Grayskull, would he just turn into one of the members of Demolition? Amazing, Ryan. Most creative question I've ever received. The answer is yes. Good for you. Um, Tony says, would you rather fight one chilled out Brock or 10 angry Gilbergs? 10 angry Gilbergs. We don't want to fight Brock. It's not worth it. And two more. Adam says, if you ran WWE, would you introduce the ranking system that AEW currently has? Yes. I like that ranking system. And I know it doesn't always make sense, but I don't care. It's just something fun to look at. Statistics are fun. Pep Guardiola, the Man City manager here in the Premier League, said this recently. He was like, stats are fine, but they don't mean nothing. Watch what the players are doing. I think, totally. Well done, Pep. I like to think he was talking about AEW as well. And Kylie says, do you study tape? If so, what matches do you think you learn the most from? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's difficult because I watch so much modern wrestling, but, you know, I like to go back as well. I've been watching, I think I said this recently too. I've been watching a lot of Mid-South because Mid-South is violent and it's angry and it kind of feels like Raw from the Attitude Era before Raw from the Attitude Era or ECW, I suppose. I mean, not that crazy, crazy, but it is pretty crazy. But yeah, I think that it's, um, it's really important because not only do you get new ideas, but it just... It just opens your mind about what is possible and not possible in wrestling. I saw an interview with Daniel uh, Brian Danielson the other day, and you know he was saying that you know coming up with unique stuff is, is so damn important. And the way he said it, well, I knew it anyway, but you know it, it's totally true. And I will finish with Georgina Dore, who says, "If you and Bret Hart could tag together against anyone, who would it be?" Let's go with we'll go with modern day people because it's more fun, and we're going to be baby faces. So I want to take on. The Young Bucks. There you go. Even though I think they're about to turn turn face. I'd love the Young Bucks. I think they're awesome. They're funny and they get it and they've got a good sense of humor. And on that note, we shall draw a line under all of this. Enjoy the big announcement on AEW tonight. We'll be back after Revolution and hopefully, look, if it's massive, we'll do another one. We'll absolutely do another one. Otherwise, you can find me on YouTube at Simon Miller, Instagram and Twitter at Simon Miller 316 Thank you to everyone that did sign up or oh, swallow me, etc. And say nice things about my acting showreel. That was a big surprise, so I appreciate that. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. We've talked about that. Simon at TheBigCartel.com for merch. I'm on Cameo if you want to shout out. If you are on a podcast that lets you do ratings and leave comments and reviews, please do that because it gets the podcast out there even more. And I think that's everything. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for your time. Enjoy all the wrestling. And I'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>